tell you that together we are unstoppable. During this season my goal is to provide you with stories from amazing women and business owners which will help you to adopt, grow and exercise that entrepreneurial spirit and mindset that already exists within you. I hope these stories allow you to learn, scale and become more resilient. I hope they can show you how to build your dreams and open doors. Remember that you already are exceptional and you deserve to sit at any table you desire to be in. You were meant for greatness. So let's get loud. Own your today. Own your story. And let's build together a better tomorrow. everyone welcome to another episode of transcend with and know her story and with us today is atara amazing lawyer successful real estate investor and now opening her own investing firm and many many other things that she will reveal to us so welcome atara how are you this is great monica thanks for having me thanks for the intro I am so excited because we've been talking now for like a little bit, like a year, maybe. Is that right? We're totally friends at this point, I would say. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I am so excited to like, because when we started talking, you were in another path and now you hit me with this, like, oh my God, this is what is happening. And I cannot wait to share with the world, your story, your becoming story. And how has everything unfolded for you? So hit us. Who is Atara and what is the story behind your success? Oh, wow. Thank you. Um, so it's interesting. You know, I think everybody has um, a special journey and we really just have to find the journey and we have to kind of tap into the different opportunities that are presented to us and really go with them. So I started out um, in one place and I've sort of come full circle back to the place I started. And I'll tell you what that means. So, you know, I am a lawyer by profession. I am still a lawyer, practicing lawyer. Um, and when I put myself through, I put myself through law school. What happened was my parents said, you know, I don't know, I'm becoming a lawyer. It's, you're going to have so many loans. It's so expensive. Are you sure you want to do this? You just graduated college. Maybe you should just go and get a job. And I said, oh, okay, well, I kind of feel like I should be a lawyer. And so they said, okay, if that's the case, you're sort of on your own. <laughs> you know, find a place to live, pay the bills, uh, get yourself through law school, and um, you're going to have, you know, a lot of student loans when you're done. And of course, I was absolutely terrified. So what I did was I actually got a job while in law school working for HUD Housing Urban Development. And it was there that I, my journey into real estate really began. I, I'd always had a sense that real estate was like a good field for me. I, I like to create things. I like to redo things. I like to build things. I like to build with people and build teams. 
Um, and there's, there's a lot of that aspect in real estate. So it always felt like something of interest to me. So I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work for HUD and, and I'm going to see what that's like. And, but working for HUD, I honestly just did like back-end real estate closings. You know, I helped the lawyer put together documents, which was really so antithetical to everything that I am because reviewing documents is just not what I wanted to do. But in the course of my um, being exposed to these documents and these closings, um, these closings that were going on on a very daily basis, like sometimes we had 10 HUD closings a day, I started to notice that there were a lot of people that were buying and what we call flipping houses. And they were in, you know, all kinds of areas. It was in, confined to New York. Uh, so there's all kinds of areas in New York. And I, I looked at the prices and some of the prices sounded so silly to me. It was like, you could buy a house for $40,000. I was like, where is this? This doesn't make sense. And I thought, oh, well, you know what? I think I can do this too. What, wouldn't that be great if I could buy a house, renovate it, flip it, and sell it and make money to put myself through law school. And, you know, in retrospect, Monica, when I think of that and I say that out loud, it sounds so absolutely insane. Like, right, right. Like, would my today self ever think that? No, but I think when you're 21 years old, you just like, you have a whole different mindset of like anything is possible and that there's a beauty to that, right? So I think there was- There is no, there is no fear. Right. There's no fear. And there's also you have so much left to lose, like in reality. Right. Um, you're not supporting a family. It's just you. So what's the worst thing that could happen? And that's really what I did. And I bought my very first um, home um, with money that I had worked. I had been working since I was 12 years old. I was a lifeguard. I was babysitting. I was waitressing. I was doing everything you can imagine. Um, and I had saved some money that I bought my first home. And it was about $40,000 in Shirley, New York, in a little tiny place um, in Suffolk County. And I had to, it was, it was a mess. Like you couldn't even get into the house before you bought it. So you kind of get to drive by. So I did a drive by. It looked okay. But once I opened the door and it was mine, I was like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? Um, but it was too late. So I just had to forge forward, which is what I did. So long story short, I hired contractors and I worked with them and I redid the place um, and then I sold it and I made a profit. And the first time that I made this profit, I was like, wow, I can actually do this. And so I bought and sold houses um, in Shirley, New York and Mastic, New York to put myself through law school. And I left law school without a single loan. So that's really wow. my, my start of real estate. Um, yeah, it was unbelievable. That is incredible. Not a lot of people can say that. Well, yeah, like I said, it took um, a bit of courage and, you know, just the, the, the being brave. And I think when you're, when you're young, you can afford to be brave. So I encourage everybody out there to just do, just do it. And, and the worst thing that happens is that you fail and from mm -hmm. failing, always learn. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So now we put ourselves through law school then we start our career as an attorney. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that story, you know. Yeah, so I always, like, yeah, well, I, I guess I always felt like I couldn't, um, I didn't want to have a job where I was punching a clock. So because I knew how to do HUD closings from all ends, right, I had been um, the, the buyer and seller myself, and I had sat in the shoes 
of the attorneys because I was helping them so closely that I ended up doing all the documents. I decided right out of law school to open my own real estate law firm. Um, again, a bit crazy, but I did it and I started to represent banks. So I represented every single bank you can name um, in connection with their closings. And I um, had a whole team of paralegals that worked for me. And I, um, I did just, I don't even, countless closings a week. Um, and I did that for a number of years. And then I got married. My husband's also a lawyer. He's a partner in a law firm. Um, he also does some real estate. And so together we, he actually said to me, you know, you'll come and work for me. I had had my, my son and he said, I said, I don't know if I want to do real estate closings for the rest of my life. He's like, yeah, no problem. You'll, you'll come work for me. But he does securities class action litigation, which is totally unrelated to anything that I've ever done. But he's like, you can learn this. And I was like, okay, I guess I can. <laughs> and I did. And so I began to do securities class action litigation work, which I have been doing and still do to this day. I represent public pension funds and institutional clients in connection with their securities losses in the uh, stock exchange. Um, and that's something that I've been doing while I've been doing real estate on the side. And so now um, I'm really trying to make real estate more of the focus of what I'm doing and take a front seat rather than a side seat. Um, and I'm still doing the law. And I also, I don't know if you know, but I also wrote a book um, that was uh, called, it's called Curly Girly. It's a children's um, series. And it was inspired by my young daughter, my curly haired daughter. I wanted her to love and embrace yes. Exactly. Yes, I got them. I got them from Veronica. Oh, did you? Did you yeah, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loved them. She oh. loved them. She's Pretty like, good. Mom, I don't have curly hair. And I was like, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because uh, I think the books are really for, for all girls, um, but they especially speak to curly haired girls. So I mean, yeah, so no, I love them. The message, you know, how to learn to love yourself. It's just, it's just pretty awesome. Well, I think we can't say it enough to our children, boys and girls. I, I think it's just something that I think that when you have that confidence as a child of loving yourself as you are and not needing to change who you are, you really can do anything that you want to do. And it's the people who didn't have that who have a harder time believing in themselves. And I think believing in yourself is is 80 percent of the battle. Yes. You're, you're totally right. You know, in this society, we are told so much, you can't, you can't, no, 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 you can't, right? That it's almost embedded into our DNA that we tell ourselves, no, you can't, right? right. So um, I definitely think that we need more encouragement and we need to change our, our not only behavior, but also how we use our language, um, especially towards our children, um, because no becomes something so embedded in their brain that they bring themselves down just because they are so used to getting that word, right? So um, no, I think it was a great initiative. I love it. I love it. Thank you. So now we have a different project. A passion, a passion that built with time, and you are doing it is specifically mostly for women investors. So yeah. tell us about your new path. 
Yeah, so I have a real estate investment company called Ascendo Capital Investments. And basically, um, anyone can invest in the deals that I um, acquire, um, which I do mostly in the Southeast. Although, you know, I never really wanted to invest in New York City because there's just so many regulations that, that are not favorable um, at this time. But I think that there might even be opportunity here in the Northeast, but I'm mostly currently um, in the Southeast uh, buying multifamily uh, units. And I realized, you know, I go to a lot of conferences and I meet a lot of people. And I realized that I'm often one of, you know, I'm not going to say the only woman, but I'm one of, you know, 10 women in a room of 400 men. So a very small percentage. Um, and I think um, I realized that there's just like not enough space for women to really understand real estate investing. And because women tend to really like to dissect things and to research and to fully understand before they forge forward, they tend not to be invested in this asset class. And so I wanted to make a change for that and really empower women to say like, you can be invested in the stock market and you can also be invested in the real estate market. And here's how. So my podcast and my website and my social media is now really geared toward helping women um, understand this asset class in a way that makes them really, really comfortable saying, I can give a sponsor $50,000 or $75,000 or $100,000 to invest in a specific deal. And I can make money that way. And I can now do it with an understanding of what I'm doing. Got it. So besides, you know, providing a platform for facilitating investments, you're also going to be doing a lot of education and yeah. a lot of one-on-one -on -one with women that would like to, you know, invest more heavily or understand how to do it smart, right? With That's these exactly type right. of investments. Okay. All right. That's exactly right. You said it perfectly. All right. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about, you know, your mission and what is that we are trying to accomplish um, in the next in the next few months. Uh, and do we have anything coming up? So women can reach out to you and, you know, get their learning on with these um, investments that you are doing. Yeah, so I'm always, um, I always have something going on and I always have on my plate that I'm either looking at, just closing, about to close. Um, so anyone can reach out to me really at any time. And I'm also happy to really just educate people. I do have a real estate meetup group. Um, they can reach out to me on my website. And really, I'm happy to um, just answer questions because I understand that there has to be a certain level of comfortability that, that people have before they go into invest with a particular um, real estate sponsor like myself or anybody, really. Um, and I want them to feel really comfortable with um, understanding the deals that they go into and knowing me as a person, right? Because whoever you invest, with, you really have to have a level of trust that they know what they're doing, that they care about what they're doing, that they care about right. the communities that they build. So when I look at a multifamily property to invest in, um, I care about returns. I care about um, what's called IRR, which is 
how much you would make over a certain period of time. Um, there are lots of terms I can throw out, which I don't want to, because I want to kind of um, just make this understandable for everyone. But I care about all the numbers because obviously that's the most important thing, right? How are we making money and how is our money working for us when we invest with a sponsor? That's the most important thing. But also important is what are we doing for the community that we're building, right? Because if you take a multifamily um, property and there are, let's say, 50 units or 100 units, that's a community of people. Children live there, elderly people live there, working people live there, there's a whole bunch of people that live there. How are we servicing them? And so my goal when I look at a property that I'm purchasing is how can I make this a real community for these people so that they really like to live here? Because where you live and where you hang your hat really makes such a difference in your mindset. And I want that to be a place that's beautiful to the people that live there. And I want it to be have a social impact if I can. I want to be able to... Um, make this energy efficient if I can, do the things that I can do as an owner to really give back um, to the people that live there and make it someplace that they really want to call home. That's really the, the goal along with making, you know, cash on cash returns. No, that's great. So besides, you know, making the investment and, what, and whatnot, and I didn't know this, you're actually aiming to build better communities around these people. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Awesome. Always a goal. Yeah. And do we have a niche? Like, are we focusing on a specific type of, you know, um, portion of society? Like, are we looking into a specific areas? How are we doing? So it's really um, multi-family uh, units. And uh, like I said, right now, I'm heavily uh, focused in the Southeast, but you know, I go where the opportunity presents itself. I think that in business, um, sometimes people get very focused on um, being very niche in a certain area, which by the way, I always agree. Like somebody once said to me, this, uh, you know, the, the riches are in the niches. And I couldn't agree more. If, if you wanna, um, make money, you have to drill down and really become very niche in what you do. But you also have to be flexible and creative in your thinking. And in today's market, you have to remember that mindset of flexibility and not being wedded to just one thing because the world is changing so quickly, so constantly. And in order to keep up with that, you really have to be able to say, I wanted to do X, but I'm also open to doing Y. So I think that's my mindset. So I never like to box myself in and say, I would never invest in New York City. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. Maybe I would. It's not my target area now, but right. I, I live here. Um, so I'm somewhat invested because I own property that I live in and, and some ancillary property to that. Um, mm -hmm. Then I, I never want to make blanket statements of like, I only want to be in this area. I only want to be in Austin, Texas. Like I know a yeah. lot of people say that, you know, that's <laughs> not what I'm going to say. Um, okay. I do references. I do, I do watch market trends. Um, and I think, you know, you have to be able to be ever evolving. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. That's awesome. So what can we expect to see Tara doing more of? And what is a message for the women today that are 
maybe hesitating to take that extra step or that leap that is scary to them? Yeah, so I think, you know, there are a lot of professional women today, more so than ever, um, with some sort of disposable income. And that could be $10,000, that could be $500,000, that could be a million dollars. There's, you know, various um, levels of, of disposable income that you have. But rather than just having that sit around in the bank, I really encourage women to say, you know, the hard asset of real estate is over the long term, always a good investment. The stock market, you really, really have to watch day to day um, in order to not lose your shirt in. Um, and that can be very risky and very scary. But investing in a hard asset like multifamily real estate is something that women can really understand um, if they if it's brought to them in a digestible way, which is what I'm trying to do. And I think once they understand, they can feel really comfortable saying, I can watch my money grow for me. And my whole motto of my Ascender Capital is, is to free up your time. Um, because that's what I want to do. When you invest wisely and your money starts to make um, returns for you, you free up your time to do the things that you love. And I think that's the real message that I want women to take away. Let's free up our time to do our passion projects, to do the things that may bring us joy and the things that make us happy, to spend time with the people that we love. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. And I love everything you are doing. I think, you know, it's, it's definitely um, something I have not, experienced before or met anyone before doing the same things that you are doing so I think our conversations are always fascinating because you know the curiosity of like everything that you've been able to do and it's a great example as of you know nothing is impossible and you never know what one thing will lead to right now you never thought this is what you one you know we're going to do you just knew that you wanted to be a lawyer <laughs> so this is it is pretty amazing thank so you. you know thank you for sharing your journey thank you for creating this space um for 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 women and for you know solidifying not just from a uh I guess, grown-up standpoint, but also, you know, you are helping girls out there uh, getting more confident through your books and through everything that you are doing. Um, so I really, really appreciate you taking out of your day and time to be, to be here with us. And I cannot wait to visit you soon with, with my little one so we can all spend time with our kids together. I am excited to do that. Thank you so much for having Monica, it's always great to chat with you. We have such great conversations and now we're, we're having it on air. So how much fun is that? Right. Have an amazing day, Atara. You too. Thank you. Life is meant to be fun. You're not hurting anyone. Nobody loses. Let the music make you free. Be what you want to be, make no excuses. I appreciate you listening today. Remember that it is your reaction to adversity, no adversity itself, that determines how your life story will develop. Now it is the time to do something meaningful and impactful with your story. Help empower others or empower yourself to break that glass ceiling that holds you back. 
Don't forget to visit our website to learn more about our guests from today and connect with us on LinkedIn and Instagram. My name is Monica Duani, and I cannot wait to see you transcend. Oh, oh, oh.